Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. My name's Marcus Speller. My name is Jim Campbell. I'm the god of hellfire. Oh, waka chocka chum. And we bring you Luke Moore and Pete Donaldson as well. Mm. Thanks for picking up the admin, Marcus. Much appreciated. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was, my Waka Chocka Chum was from an old tracker advert from the 90s. Jim, you might want to uh, consider doing it on your advert YouTube thing you do. <laughs> yeah. I love that advert. Waka Chocka Chum. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you should. Ah, oh, my goodness, Jim. My goodness, gentlemen, we're, we're so close to the weekend. What are you going to get up to this weekend, Jimmy? Much of the same? <laughs> Yeah, very much the same thing I've been doing for the previous 90 days, actually, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> Eating lasagna like a cartoon cat. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be exactly like that. Um, I'm a bit annoyed that this has been going on for so long now. It's just casually winter again. Um, but other than that... <laughs> I don't know. Well, well of course, the, 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 not this weekend. The next weekend we'll be able to watch some Premier League action because it's coming back, mm. people. It is coming Ooh, back yeah. next week. And uh, and and Luke Moore, you sound so excited about this. I you am. don't, Marcus. <laughs> I am more excited than you, old spell dog. No, I know that you will you will slowly ramp up to excitement. I know, but I am very excited because, to be honest, I've absolutely missed it, and I've enjoyed the Bundesliga. I've enjoyed doing the OTC episodes with with the top brass. I've learnt a lot. But I do really need football in uh, in my routine again. But what I would say is, I think it's going to take me about two and a half weeks where I start thinking, because I'm now a cantankerous old goat, where I start thinking, ah, it's too much now. It's just too much. Can we go back to like two games a week? Yeah, so, so <laughs> I am excited for it. Um, I'm looking forward to it starting. I think that Jim would be more excited if Arsenal weren't playing Man City on the first game back. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I, I should say I'm very excited to have the Premier League back. I've already started making predictions. But let's go straight to uh, um, Arsenal uh, going to Manchester City. Mikel Arteta said it will be strange but special, much like Jim Campbell, when uh, his Arsenal team <laughs> travel to Manchester City in search of victory. Now, Jim, an away win for Arsenal could be more likely if the Bundesliga is anything to go by because only 21.7% of matches have been won by home teams since the Bundesliga resumed, uh, which is down from 43.3% before the lockdown. So does that fill you with hope? A little bit, yeah. But I I think so much of this is just... I know Arsenal have played a few friendlies. I'm not sure if City have as well. And I don't know how many other teams have been doing that. But there is a, a real sense of pre-season about everything that's going on, isn't there? So like getting mentally up to speed and sort of actually, you know, treating it like a Premier League game, that might be hard enough in, on its own. You know, the empty stadiums and the fact they haven't played for so long and just the, the bizarre situation of this. I am worried that um, any defensive frailty might be easily exposed. And I can't, remember if Arsenal had that many of those because it was such a long yeah. time ago since we last played. It'd probably be fine, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm trying not to read too much into this um this kind of away form thing because it would be really great and really interesting if that acted as a leveller across the Premier League. But at the same time, this is, you know, one of the two places where I think the, the golfing quality is probably going to nullify that because City and Liverpool are obviously just so much, so far ahead of everyone else um, yeah. in most cases that I, I I think this is not the ideal game to test that out. But Arsenal have got like four away games in a row, so I hope they hit the ground running. Yeah, they do. I think this, I think they need to get Manchester City out of the way quite early doors. But I mean, I I um I you know we saw Arsenal beat Charlton six one in a friendly, which which sparked widespread hope among Arsenal fans. Jim, I'm sure I'm not talking out of turn there. And I <laughs> I predicted uh, I, I predicted a Manchester City hard fought two one win. That was before I saw what happened uh, against Brentford because Arsenal followed up their six one win with a three two loss against. Brentford, bringing the fans crashing back down to reality with some wonderful uh, uh, entertaining David Luiz defending Luke, which is um, what the neutral wants to see, but the Arsenal fan certainly does not. No, and, but I mean, I, I think it was probably a case of hello darkness, my old friend, slipping on their, <laughs> their favourite jumper. But I like the idea, just to pick up on something Jim said earlier, I like the idea that um, Mikel Arteta is standing there with his, with his first team group and he's flipping over pieces of paper on the flip chart of what they're all going to do. 
And the final slide or the final piece of paper on the flip chart in big letters, underlined red pen, just says, it will all probably be fine. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I would have to say, actually, Marcus, if you were a true football fan like I am, you would have watched the three and a half minute highlights of the uh, (laughs) Brentford game and discovered that actually and the two sort of like the two goals that Brentford scored towards the end were after Arsenal had made quite a lot of changes and the Mm. back line was very, very different from how it was at the start of the game. So, you know, like mild snarkiness Uh aside, I'm actually not too fussed about that because I think uh, it's about getting them up to speed, isn't it? Are they not registered players for Arsenal then? They're not going to start, are they, Marcus? They're clearly not going to start. On the Bundesliga thing as well, I think it's quite an interesting point. And the reason for that is because clearly, um, as you correctly say, the home advantage in the Bundesliga appears to have disappeared. But there are two interesting sort of caveats for that, I think. And one is that a lot of people who are experts about German football, Kev Hatchard's one of them, who does a lot of commentary and is a good follow on Twitter for German football, and a couple of others have said they're not sure if the sample size is quite big enough yet and they think they can think of reasons why um, it may be a little bit skewed. And secondly, that's not been replicated at all, as far as I understand it, in the second tier of German football, where it's gone roughly as they'd expect. So it's quite interesting to see if it will be replicated in, in, in the Premier League, but not just that, if it will continue, because, of course, we saw Spain start up last night as well and see what happens out elsewhere around Europe when we get a kind of larger sample size. Because for me, I think I can see why it would harm a team like a Burnley or in the case of my, my team, Portsmouth, who are going into the playoffs. They, they, they rely on their crowd a lot. But I don't know if it's going to make such a difference that we'll start seeing a huge evening out of the league at large. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah. A hard fought two one Manchester City win. That's what I think. Yeah, you've already you've already <laughs> nailed your colours to that mark. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Arsenal are going to disgrace themselves and I and I and I wouldn't want them to. Um because I love old Jimmy and I hate to see him sad. Um and uh, and, and that's <laughs> that's what makes the, the football ramble daily what it is. Um <laughs> uh, Peter, I want to ask you about West Ham United fans sending in photos of themselves to the club. Uh, they're going to create a large yeah. fan mosaic to put up in the stands for their remaining home games, which of course starts with Wolves. Mm. I mean, I think they mean well, and it's a great idea bringing <laughs> you know the, the fans back into the into play. But a, I can't help but think that this is a stinker of a job for someone on Photoshop. You've got to think oh, of your time. social media. Mm. Like, imagine God, yeah. if you're not doing it automatically. If there's not some kind of macro that's being run to build this gargantuan uh, PNG or JPEG to put in the stand, it, it it is unworkable to expect a junior member of staff, and it will be a junior member of staff, to concatenate and collate uh, pictures of um, doy-looking men and women. Pete, how will they do it? <laughs> Tell us how they do it. What's the process? Well, I don't know. I mean, I presume there's some kind of form on the website where you can submit a, a picture of, of your big red face going, come on, West Ham! High res only? Well... I would be I would be advocating just because of the uh, extreme memory that would be needed to uh, to create such a massive um, uh, JPEG or, or as I said PNG I cannot stress that enough PNG uh, I, I can't imagine that the um, the, the pictures need to be uh, much bigger than a, than a few pixels so yeah it's going to be one hell of a job for some uh, poor um, ex furlough uh, member of staff imagine coming <laughs> back to that that job yeah. you've got to, you've got to make a picture with like a thousand people on it. Bullshit, Pete. Do we know if um, if you there's going to be an option for you to <laughs> scan in and send your season ticket for it to be thrown onto the pitch <laughs> on your behalf by a master staff member? Yeah, exactly. And also, but also, you think and people are going to be tricking them. There's going to be a usual kind of you know murderers. A penis will be seen. Yeah, a penis will be seen. There'll, <laughs> 100% there'll, be, Marcus, there'll 100%. be there'll be characters. There'll be characters and tricks that that, that people won't be able to Bit catch. Cummings in there probably. But Dominic Cummings yeah. will be in there definitely. All your Pollard <laughs> Boris, all that stuff. So, so it, they'll all be up there, and um, the, the 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 poor put upon member of staff. It'll it'll be his or her uh, fault when it all goes wrong, and it's just the West Ham way. And I'm in for it. Yeah, <laughs> is there? Are you concerned that actually this is all just a ruse and it's just a new way for David Moyes to harvest souls? <laughs> yeah, I mean he is deaf. He just is. Yeah, he's just finding people's kind of contact details. It's a big mm. GP. Is it GPPR? What, what, what GDPR? GDPR uh, nightmare for me. He's the first Grim Reaper where the dead people that, that actually come to him. <laughs> <laughs> Dignitas. Poor old, old Moisey. He's a walker. Yeah. Dignitas clinic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
He's had such a great lockdown. He really has. Yeah, he will have done. Oh no, yes, he has. Him and Marcus Rash him and Marcus Rashford's had the best lockdown, I would say. Oh yeah, he's been brilliant mm. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Moyes has been decent as well. I agree. I think I think you're right. Yeah, I agree. I think he's done a, done a huge amount of good, but not enough good, chiefly, to uh, stop us making some cheap jokes at his expense. <laughs> and that says yeah. more about us than it does about him. And I'm perfectly understanding of that. Oh, and personally, happy with it. Yes. Well, the London Stadium won't be quite the fortress that it's been, but at least that mosaic will give them a little uh, a little something. Um, gentlemen, did you see that League Two clubs voted to end their season this week, as, as did uh, League One? which means in League One, Coventry are champions. They're promoted along with uh, Rotherham, Bolton, Southend and Tranmere are relegated. Portsmouth still have a chance of promotion as the playoffs will go ahead, though. Oxford United, Fleetwood Town and Wickham Wanderers, not Peterborough, as the points per game system was used, which I think uh, pissed off the posh. Um, but uh, yeah. Luke, are you, are you happy that Portsmouth still have a chance through the playoffs? Yeah, I can see why Peterborough feel particularly hard done by. They're missing out on the playoffs by a point. They've got a better goal difference than the team I support, Portsmouth. They also beat Portsmouth fairly handily not long before the lockdown and started. So it's been very, very unfortunate for them. And they and we you know we should have sympathy for them. There's there's going to be some losers and some winners to this situation. And Peterborough suddenly, sadly, find themselves on the on the wrong end of it. And they've battled really hard to try to for their own self-preservation, which I understand. I mean, what, what we've seen a lot over the last month or two are people essentially just really, really desperately trying to preserve their own interest. And, and and I think at first glance, it's easy to be cynical about that. But actually, when you think about it a bit more, a lot of these teams are in hugely difficult positions financially, precarious, in fact. And so it's understandable. Um, as for Portsmouth going into the playoffs and the playoff picture in League One, um, I think it's going to be tough for Portsmouth because they rely on their crowd so much and they're not going to have that. Uh, it's very, very difficult to predict what's going to happen. And as I've said at the start of, of, of the Bundesliga coming back, it really is going to come down to who reacts to the conditions best. And, and that's going to be the case for the return of the Premier League. It certainly felt like it was the case last night and the game I watched in La Liga. And it's going to be the same for, for, for League One playoffs as well. It's going to be an interesting situation. I think probably unprecedented where these teams are going to go straight into a playoff picture, having not played for a long while. So um, my, my my memory of the, of the playoffs when my team have been in it is a bit like most of the time, they all just seem so knackered from such a long season that the quality of the game isn't really that good. Yeah. And it just, it's, it's yeah. all about winning. And Portsmouth have missed out on Plymouth before. They missed out on Sunderland before. And and so I don't hold a huge amount of hope just as my, from my position as a fan of, the, of Portsmouth. But I think it'll at least be interesting to watch. And, and But I do have sympathy for those teams that have missed out 100%. At the other end of the table, Luke Southend United have gone down. A big Sol Campbell, of course, mm-hmm. is in charge. He's not done... He's, he's had a bit of bad luck, uh, Sol Campbell. Um, with regards to the sides he's he's been managed, hopefully, well, for for, for, for quite well documented reasons, hopefully he'll get a chance uh, a bigger club um, as well. Uh, but Peter uh, Sunderland were a little bit annoyed that uh, they couldn't have a chance to uh, to play football again and reach the playoffs, and then they've said that mm. they, uh, that they. I know Jonathan Wilson was enraged at their approach to season ticket holders, saying we're not going to refund you, but uh, we'll let you um, potentially watch the games or something like that you can have a passcode and yeah they wouldn't refund the money but they would uh but instead of giving you access to the actual uh, stadium they would um give you a link that you could watch Sunderland uh play their strange band, brand of football um for free <laughs> I, I i would argue that um paying to be at a live football match uh is 10 times better than paying to see a bit of Sunderland the town uh, or video. <laughs> I, I, I just think, I just think the idea of paying to see a webcam of Sunderland, no matter what part of it, is a, is a bad deal. It's a perverse yeah. deal. Yeah, but yeah, just just taking it back very quickly, just a semi-serious point. I mean, on on the Peterborough thing, um, and and we've seen Sunderland and and what the situation is with them. We obviously were able to watch their uh, their, their documentary, the season two of their documentary and stuff. And EDM intensifies. <laughs> they don't want, yeah, they don't want to be in League One, and I, I understand that. But something that came out of um, of the Peterborough United situation last night or early this morning was that they're one of their best players um, and the, and the, and the top scorer in the league, um, Ivan Tony, Darren Ferguson, is now saying they have to sell him because 
they 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 got no option really now. So yeah. it's just it might well be a little bit of grandstanding by Darren Ferguson to say that. But ultimately, what it also does is it shows that uh, the precarious position that some of these clubs are in—it's it's mm. affected them in a big way. They obviously budgeted to be able to try and get promoted this season, and now they're being denied that opportunity. So I do think it's fair we have some some sympathy mm. for clubs like Peterborough, Sunderland, who have very very narrowly missed out. Yeah. And especially because Tony himself, like he, he started his, his his career at Newcastle and didn't really um, get, get a place. But like he is a hell of a footballer for uh, Peterborough yeah. United. Like he's 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 he's, I think he's like one in two, if not better. Um, he's a real scalp for whoever can uh, bring him um, bring him at the club. He, he's such a good footballer. Absolutely, Pete. I didn't forget the beginning of the season about the football league and um, <clears throat> hosted it. And all every single pundit I think said that Ivan Tony would be the most exciting player to watch in the league this season. Mm. But, but Marcus, I also do feel. Hugely mm-hmm. sorry for a team like Tranmere, who essentially are yeah. three points in the relegation zone with a game in hand. I know. Mm. Well, it was only a goal difference. Yeah, exactly. So, so very, very difficult for them. Well, it, the, 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 I think the biggest story is because we, we suspected for a while now that, that the way it's going, that, that, that some leagues will decide to sort of finish and, and some will, will carry on. Now, I understand that they are particularly upset because... If you're still going for something, you can survive or you can still get um, into the playoffs. The Premier League and the Championship coming back, you think, oh, come on, why not? But it, as I think it was Paul Lambert was saying, you know, everyone's got their self-interests, obviously. But the bigger question mm. is, that is, is sort of just beginning to, uh, to, to circulate now is, what about next season? Because you can write off this season, you can go, that's a load of bollocks, rah, and get angry, they're fine. But next season, if you have to begin the season without fans, that's then the debate. Because some clubs mm. are saying, "Well, hang on, that's not financially viable." Do you then do you then leave it and say, "Right, we're only going to come back when the fans are allowed to come back in the stadium," and and that is a uh, that I mean that's a that's a real headache. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think Marcus, I think I think the only I mean I'm not an expert in the financial side of football, and lots of people would argue I'm not an expert in any aspect of football, which is absolutely fine. But I think I think the 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 most as far as I can understand, the most likely outcome to this is there's going to need to be some kind of rescue package. Now, whether that comes yeah. from the Premier League or from elsewhere, I don't know. But there's, it's, it's, it's almost like accepted, like implicitly accepted that the Football League is a huge part, possibly arguably the most important part of the footballing ecosystem in this country. And if, if you get into a situation where, as you rightly point out, that we start the season for next season and no fans can come in, i.e. there's going to be no revenue for a huge amount of clubs in any meaningful sense, then mm. they're going to go out of business. It's as simple as that. So there needs, there's going to be some kind of rescue package. There has to be. I just I, my, my reading on it at the moment is just they haven't got to that yet because they're dealing with the problems that are more more imminent. But I think they probably will have to get to that at some point. And they have to sort of remember that how the English um, Premier League's relationship with the lower leagues is a little closer than anywhere else in Europe. You know, the Championship is so, so much closer to the Premier League than, than uh, Liga and it is to, 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 to their um, divisions that are below them, even though they've got that weird kind of um, cup system where anyone could have a pop. Like, I I think it is uh, English football is unique in the proximity and and how uh, close maybe it's just the the, the size of the country um, how close the lower leagues are to to, to, to the top leagues. I, I I genuinely believe it's it's a unique and, and beautiful thing uh, the, the, the the divisions. Pete, also here's here's a question for you, Pete. Like to circle back around the Ivan Tony thing, like mm. he's talking about saying, "Oh, we're going to have to sell Ivan Tony." Well, mm. my first question would be, "Well, to who?" Because yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if a Premier League don't want, if a Premier League club doesn't want him, and he's a League One player, let's forget. Uh, let's not forget. Mm. It's not. It's not done and dusted. He's going to go to a top flight club. Where's he selling them to? Because unless it's going to some overseas team that have got a lot of money or some mm. essentially bankrolled club, I don't know who's buying him. Yeah, that's that's true. That that is true. So the whole thing could ground to a halt. The transfer system, you know. Mm. Yeah, it could. Uh, well, let's let's have a that's slightly uh, uh, more enjoyable. Uh, chat with, uh, with with Northampton Town who faced Cheltenham in the League Two playoffs. Now their chairman Kelvin Thomas is a business associate of the great Shaquille O'Neal and uh, big. Uh, well, I would, no, I nearly called him Big Shaq, but that's someone else. Um, Shaquille, <laughs> Big Shaquille, uh, along with uh, other supporters of the club, will have cardboard cutouts of themselves in the stadium for the home leg of that playoff. And 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 oh. uh, Shaquille O'Neal was described as throwing his support behind. Northampton. I love town. him, and uh, he's a big man. I, There's a lot of weight behind that throw. Well, I d- I don't like uh, the if I'm going to pay my good money to um, make a car cut out of myself, I don't want to be stuck behind a giant while I'm watching, <laughs> while I'm watching the football. Yeah, I want to. He should be at the back, if nothing. You know, he should be in the in the posh seats or nothing else. 
I'm sure he'll be in the posh seats. <laughs> Fold him yeah. up. Fold his cardboard body up and put him in the seats at the front in the dugout. <laughs> Are you concerned it's going to be a sellout then? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think someone, someone's cut out is going to miss out. Yeah. Shame, imagine that. Imagine if you paid to have your cut out done and you found out that it got stuck outside because there was no seat. <laughs> oh, blew away. Yeah. Imagine if all of the crowd just blew away and just into the, oh, the sea yeah. or something. You have to buy a cardboard cutout of a t- of a tent or something. That would be a new life. <laughs> My goodness. How, uh, I mean, how will this how will this carry on in society? I mean, there's a lot of talk that we will, um, you know, it'll be normal for people to work from home a bit more often now. But will you have a cutout in the office that just sits office, on your yeah. chair just so people know that you're not in that day? Yeah. Imagine like in, in thousands of years' time, archaeologists digging people up. Going, I think back in the day, everyone seems to. <laughs> Been made of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we just like have like you know like um, mascots that are outside shops and stuff like that? There's that famous one that's in outside every sort of um, uh, parochial kind of chip shop. Uh, that's a corn of chips with a yes. face pouring oh, tomato yeah. sauce on himself and gone. Mm, yes. lovely. I'm enjoying <laughs> eating myself. Eat my brains. Eat my brains. Have those or like a um? In, have I ever told you the story about the Osaka KFC uh, guy? I may have told Luke, but I'm probably told yeah. The at the bottom of, of the river, no. Go yeah, on. in the Dot- Dotenbori River in Osaka, um, their uh, baseball team uh, went on an amazing uh, r- winning run back in, I think, the 80s. And uh, the thing they used to do is at the end of every season, they used to um, line up uh, down the Dotenbori River. Uh, Jim, you've you've been to Osaka, haven't you? This big old yeah, have, yeah. through the centre of town, and uh, they used to shout out the names of the players. And if you looked a bit like those players, you would jump in the river. The problem was in the eighties, <laughs> they had a few, they had a few, they had a few American uh, players playing for them. Uh, but obviously, because this was Japan in the eighties, there weren't that many Americans or, 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 or gaijin, white people around. So the um, so the, the only thing they could do was some teens found um, a life size uh, reproduction of um, Colonel Sanders outside KFC and they threw him in the Dottenbury River and uh, they never found him, him and they went oh. on this losing streak. So it was the curse of the Colonel, the curse of the KFC. Um, divers wow. went down there to try and find this Colonel. A man died trying to find the Colonel. They finally <laughs> located him like 10 years later. Uh, he'd lost a hand and his spectacles. They never found his spectacles. I think they might have found his hand, but until they find these spectacles, uh, the, 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 they haven't won a single match. They haven't won a single, sorry, uh, championship since uh, since uh, the, the Colonel went missing in the Dottenbury River. Um how but the, the, it is very weird. But the thing that made me laugh was when they pulled him out of the river. They went to KFC. This, 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 this horrible statue. And we've heard enough about horrible statues this week. Say, yeah. uh, horrible <laughs> statue that was in this horrible statue that was uh, uh, thrown in the river in celebration in a fit of peak um, was dragged out the river like some seven years later or something, covered in filth, absolutely rotten, paint peeling off Colonel Sanders' silly face. And they went to KFC. Uh, do you want this back? Do you want to put it back outside? <laughs> Inside the KFC, and you're going, no, it's it looks disgusting. Put yeah. it in a and it's cursed, foul people, oh, and it's cursed yeah. as well. So, yeah, <laughs> this is a Burger King. <laughs> I, I like that um, the statue had glasses that were separate yeah. from the rest of its body. That's a, that's a oh, fine yeah. detail. It's a different world. It is. It really is. When I was in a soccer, I saw a weasel. Um, and cool. we eventually sort of identified that it was a weasel with some, some locals. And apparently Didn't that's like as people. bizarre as me seeing a weasel on like Oxford Street. Like there was just a weasel knocking about. Maybe the weasel nice. had something to do with this. I don't know. Maybe it was magic. Yeah. It's a great place, Osaka. Get him on the wall. Oh. Get him on the wall. <laughs> I'd like to end the first half, gentlemen, by bringing to the table Queen's Park Rangers director of football, Celeste Ferdinand. And that's an applaud from me. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Marcus. Never a bad time to bring him in. Never. Thank you, Marcus. Never. Yeah, not at all. I think me and you did. Me and you, Marcus, did a, a Patreon uh, chat, uh, video chat, and we were talking about who you'd like to sort of see in a in a lift. And I was thinking, what I would do if I was in a lift with Les. Actually, that sounds sexual. Uh, what I would do in a lift with Les Ferdinand? I don't know. I'd lose my goddamn mind. I would lose my god. He is the perfect man. Yeah, the perfect man. <laughs> He's the perfect man. For those on Patreon, do check out the uh, the Spell Time vlog this week because uh, I do uh, <laughs> ask Pete Donaldson some some questions to reveal what's really going on inside his mind. And I said, if you uh, if you were in a lift with Les Ferdinand and had time for one question, what would you ask him? And Pete said, could you hold me? 
<laughs> I'm distant, scared mate. of lifts. What are the chances? So annoying. Well, my goodness. Uh, but yes, Soles has been given his views on transfer dealings during lockdown. Clubs have been using the online recruitment forum Transfer Room. Last week, more than 200 clubs from around the world, including 13 from the Premier League and 15 from the Championship, got involved in a virtual summit where the clubs could talk transfers online. And according to Celez, it's a bit like speed dating, as he put it, with the various club officials mingling with a strict 10-minute yeah. time limit for each meeting. And he said that the <laughs> beauty of... The, you guys. It was interesting. He said the beauty of Transfer Room is that it removes the middlemen and the need for sort of secret meetings between clubs and all that. This quite, sounds quite fascinating, this. Can we get an account? Sadly, you can't. I tried. I looked it up earlier. <laughs> and I think you need to be... You, I, think, I think you need to be affiliated with a professional club and you need to have yeah, a obviously. professional club. Email address. The only chance we've got <laughs> is if Pete hacks it. Yeah, I'm yeah, sitting yeah. down. I mean, Hello, Real Madrid. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> They're not all called Real Madrid markers. They've got names. Yeah, Real Madrid will be involved. Can you imagine if uh, Harry Redknapp was uh, at the helm of transfer oh dealings at QPR? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 next, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Ten minutes, only yes, need two. Yes, yes, yeah. bare bones. Yes, bare bones, bare bones. Yes, yes, bare bones. Keeper on the bench, yes. Apparently, so the two clubs, you can obviously kind of like request to sit down at one of these kind of virtual tables that both clubs need to agree for a meeting to happen, obviously. So you can't just start shooting your mouth off. But yeah. Ferdinand was very quick to say, well, I had a chat with Monaco and Juventus. I was like, oh, very Juventus. They sat down with you. That doesn't count as you signing a player from them. <laughs> no. You it leave him like alone. That. You yeah. fucking leave him alone. I will end you, Moa. What's the transfer <laughs> policy? We're having a lot of uh, online chats with people from Juventus. It's not what I asked, is it? Yeah. Right, someone's going on the Dottenbury River. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never find how... your glasses. <laughs> I wonder quite how dating app heavy that's going to become. Will it just be like, no time wasters? And it would eventually just be how all, all sort of transfers are done. But actually, I think it, it is interesting, isn't it? Because it shows you, or it gives a sort of glimpse into how frustrated the football industry is with, with agents and the sort of huge exorbitant fees that they now command because a lot of the time you know we look at these massive massive transfer fees and of course the agents fees are factored into that and they're they're, they're often in in the in the millions um so it'd be really interesting to see if this takes off and if if any sort of major transfers happen without it or or, or through mm -hmm. it rather yeah well i think over 300 transfers have happened through it but as you said i'm not sure if they've been sort of major ones uh, but we shall see but let's hope that Celez is at the vanguard of of all good stuff happening in transfer room can i get an amen pt amen there we are let's leave uh, this first half on that note ladies and gentlemen see you in a moment <laughs> Welcome back to the previous show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. Over to you, Luke Moore. Yes, we have news, as promised, of a competition winner through our Patreon. It is, drumroll please, Samuel Beckley. Congratulations hey! to Samuel. Go on, Beckers. Sammy! You've won a 65-inch TV, courtesy of our friends at Toshiba. The way Whoa. Samuel was able to win was by uh, entering our competition just by being a Patreon subscriber, patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily to have a chance yourself. We'll be back with another competition very, very soon. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that across the shows and across social media as well. Congratulations to you, Samuel. Patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily is the place to go to sign up. Go on, Becco. Nice one, son. And now it's time for emails with PDD. It is time for emails with a PTD. I want to say a big hello to uh, Kyle Green. <laughs> I was listening. To... <laughs> I was listening joke? to your recent show. I was listening to your recent show, and during the portion talking about Liverpool's perspective uh, or prospective, um, I'm changing that for you, Kyle. Thanks. Uh, open top <laughs> bus parade. Pete made a comment about an open top plane. This got me to recall an incident in 1988 when, during a flight from one island of Hawaii to another portion, uh, the roof of the plane came off. The plane landed safely. However, one member of the cabin crew died after being ejected from the plane. I've included some links below. Thanks, Kyle. What a great oh, email. Thanks, Jesus Kyle. Christ, that, Kyle. God. Dark. 
dark Kyle. Oh Derek. Wow. Hello to Derek. Uh, Derek's uh, pointed out that uh, um, John Barnes uh, was was doing a Zoom uh, Sky News interview, uh, and behind him um, there is a, a wonderfully curated collection of erotic films, <laughs> DVDs on his. Uh, is that real? I, think I don't think that fake. was real. Is it not? Yeah. No, was it? I think. Oh no! Have I been lampooned? Has he been lampooned? I think you might have been. Yeah. Oh, oh, God piss. of the internet! How have you? How have, Come on! Come on, really? Oh, nuts. <laughs> never mind. Right, okay. Oh, well, never mind. Well, he didn't he apologize on Twitter for having saw some pornography in a. I think there were tabs open. There's been tabs open a lot during Yeah. Oh, right. So somebody's done that. It was a, it, yeah, it was it was a, a camera, camera roll. Thing. Yeah, yeah. He said it was a, his friend did a screenshot right, okay. and sent it to him, and he just uploaded that. That was Barnes' side I, of the story. I remember when uh, uh, Ian Wright used to frequently um, like porn- pornographic tweets on his Twitter page <laughs> because I think he didn't realize that everyone can see them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I love uh, it. Um, I stopped my. I stopped my camera roll automatically saving um, to my photos, WhatsApps. basically because of you. Um, Fuck you, because Jim. Of all the <laughs> awful stuff that would just pop up in our WhatsApp group. So I could see how that might happen to John Barnes. Yeah, yeah, it's probably probably safe, isn't it? Um, I, <laughs> yeah, I've got. I'm having like a conversation with. I've got a mate in uh, in New York who's um, homeschooling uh, his his kid, Imogen. I'm I'm Uncle Peter, and she's got a really strong New York accent. It's hilarious. She's about um, she's about six. Um, and she will. And she now she's she's been homeschooled. She's got access to uh, my friend's iCloud account, so she will just constantly send me like videos of like cartoons and stuff that she's watching um on on her iCloud and and I'm so I'm looking through my camera to see if I've got anything that will amuse her that's not adult in any way and there is nothing guys there's nothing in my camera <laughs> roll, uh, <laughs> roll that is uh, that is a, a, a fit for consumption for a 6 year old so I understand that would be a surprise to absolutely no one <laughs> Hello to Christian. Uh, hi, chaps. I know you mentioned this last episode, but the backlash of Newcastle's damaging home draw against Newcastle Bibbs rumbles on. Sources <laughs> close to the club say that a crestfallen Steve Bruce has taken it very badly and could be heard to mutter, he's hurt us there, he's hurt us, as Bentaleb <laughs> smashed in the costly equaliser. I'm not sure it can come back from this. Regards, Christian, thank you very Pete, much. Pete, I actually your, support uh... Newcastle Bibbs now. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great protest. If, if yeah. Ashley stays on, if you all start wearing bibs in the stadium, well, look, the, would you get... there are more fitting, there are there are a lot more uh, fitting uh, uh, um, kind of rival than Sunderland are at the moment, I guess. So it's it's fair. <laughs> oh, um, another day. Come on, it'll be like remember when Manchester United started? When did Man United started wearing those? Um, was it like bumblebee colours for a bit? Remember, like back about ten years ago, white, they started no, wearing white and white and was it white uh, and white and blue was in the nineties. White and blue, right? Okay. No, I'm just thinking it was like a protest movement. They started wearing like all oh, the green, green and gold. gold, wasn't it? Green yeah. and gold. That's oh, yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tony Lochran has got in touch. Irish Tony. Um, evening Rambler. He's calling himself that. I didn't just um, speculate as to where he came from. Uh, <laughs> evening Ramblers. Uh, I heard you talking about crowd noise being fed in the stadium for the upcoming Premier League matches. To Pete said they use clips from stadiums already, which uh, reminded me of my first paycheck as a voice recorder for uh, PES, for Pre-Evolution Soccer, with Michael Owen on the cover, r- around nice. about 2010. Um, anyway, my friend's brother worked as a translator for Konami and got me and two uh, other friends a day job recording football chants with about 15 other people in a recording studio in Dublin. Then they'd get another five or six studios across the UK to do this as well and mash all of the chants together. I remember they had us doing, I believe that we will win, ole, 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 and there's some really old Newcastle United chant from the 1800s that we had to try and, uh, try and do uh, over and over again, but nobody could get the accent right. I got paid £80 for, for a day chanting in a recording studio. Irish Tony, thank you. That's an excellent Great bit stuff. of uh, inside yeah. knowledge. And if you want Very to get to the show, shopforbrambledaily.com, the chat that everyone knows. There it is. Now, mm. ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Betway's 4 to score. Oh, it it's back. Indeed. Betway's 4 to score is back. I'm absolutely delighted to say. I'm excited as well. I love it. Um, it's a great game. It's free to play. We enjoy playing it. We hope you will too. Um, each week we're participating in it. Now football's back. Uh, it's a chance to win a huge prize. Um, we will obviously dedicate and donate the prize to charity if we were to win it. But if you win it, to this week, you can win up to uh, £25,000. You just pick the Ooh. first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches 
each round. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game, of course. Um, this week is a Bundesliga special. It's a warm-up for the return of the Premier League next week. So, as ever, there are four games and four of us, so we pick a game each and try and select the first goal scorer within it. So, the first game, which usually falls to Jim, and this week is no uh, exception, is Bayern Munich versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. A chance for Mönchengladbach to potentially give a slither of hope to every other team going for the Bundesliga title. Uh, Could they derail Bayern Munich? Jim, who's your selection? Yeah, I'm actually going to predict that no, they can't do that. Um, <laughs> it's a safe shot. Yeah, um, but um, there's, there's, Bayern have got a few few of their bigger players out, but I'm going to go for Leon Goretzka because he's in good uh, good goal-scoring form, the big lad. One of the things that's really hit home for me um, watching Bundesliga again sort of more consistently is just how much of an absolute unit Leon Goretzka is. Yeah, like, I know. He's, he's gigantic. Yeah, uh, he's been scoring goals, so good, good selection. Uh, Peter, you've got Fortuna Dusseldorf versus Borussia Dortmund. You like to select a player off the beaten track usually. It's not harmed or helped us because we've not won a single one of these. Uh, who, have you, who have you gone for? <laughs> I'm calling him the Sami Amiobi of the Bundesliga. He's a left-footed late bloomer. It's Ruin Hennings. Nice. Why would you go for Jaden Sancho? Why would you? No. All right, um, no. Mainz v Augsburg is my uh, game, and I've gone... Partly because he does he does score the old goal, but chiefly because I just like to say his name. I'm going for Augsburg's Florian Niederlechner. Nice, love Marcus. The final game is left to you, as is the custom, as is the tra- tradition. You've mm-hmm. got, I think, the game of one of the games of the weekend. Chiefly oh, yeah. because Schalke are so bad, they're playing against Bayer Leverkusen. <laughs> it could be an absolute cricket score. Who are you going to go for? Yeah, I well. Uh, I've gone for Kai Havertz, obviously. Um, he's been in good goal-scoring form, and uh, and I know his name. But uh, I, I, I was, it was a slightly tricky one because I know he's had little injury niggles here and there, but he should be fine for this one. I, I was looking at Florian Verts because he's been among the goals and, and so on, but I just thought, no, I'd be an absolute mug not to, to pick young Kai. So those are our four selections. Leon Goretzka, Ruin Hennings, uh, Florian Neider-Lechner and Kai Havertz. Don't forget, um, four to score entry is free. You just pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches each round. And if you're correct, you can win up to £25,000 this week. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And finally for now, don't forget, you can also check out Betway's Royal Ascot 4-to-win feature. It's exactly the same as 4-to-score, but you pick the winner of four selected races at Royal Ascot instead, and there's a chance to win £25,000 each day of the festival. That's over at betway.com forward slash 4-to-win, and do bet the responsible way. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the last time tunnel. Welcome, everybody. It's the last time Lovely. tunnel. Certainly uh, in the immediate. Who knows when we might have to bring it back, second wave and all. Um, but, uh... We won't run out of shows, that's for sure. <laughs> We've gone through four years' worth, for crying out loud. We're doing uh... last week, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Time to... This episode is from the 16th of May, 2016, and it is called Patent Number GB1415442.1. Terminated before Grant. So a uh, real, uh, yeah, rolls off the tongue, that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Great for SEO search terms, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I went for this because it was, uh, we, we talk about the last day of the 2015-16 season, of course, when Leicester City won the league. And uh, we all remember Leicester City winning well, the league. Of course we do. Uh, but going away uh, to Stamford Bridge, Ranieri's old stomping ground for the final day was was delightful. It was I, I, I hadn't forgot that, but I was I was uh, it, in, it was enjoyable to remind myself of it. And they finished ten points clear of, of Arsenal in second. And I think he got a guard of honour, did he not, uh, Claudio Ranieri at Stamford Bridge that day to see to see Ranieri when it, when he was kind of kicked out of there to return all those years yeah. later. With with his Leicester City side, oh Jimmy, what a, what a scene it was for the for the it delightful was, Italian. It? Are you sure it wasn't John Terry getting a guard of honour? <laughs> <laughs> John Terry just assumed it was for him. Yeah, <laughs> he put a Leicester City kit on and, and walked down. <laughs> it's cheap. It's cheap and old fashioned, but I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. 
That was also the day, by the way, you guys. Well, a couple of results worth pointing out on that on that, on that day. Arsenal actually what, smashed Aston Villa four 0 um, and and Newcastle Giroud ten hat-trick. men Newcastle beat Tottenham five mm. one, didn't they, Pete? Yeah, that was they scored, mad they that day. They scored three goals with uh, ten men after Mitrovic was sent off. I mean, <laughs> what I like about that is like it meant that. It meant that uh, I think I think it did mean that Spurs missed out on second, which is n- yeah. a not inconsequential amount of money between third and second. Units I know. Or whatever they finished, like my god, like to absolutely <laughs> just pile it in against an already relegated Newcastle. And I remember exactly where I was was uh, was where when I was watching it because I don't live in Newcastle, so all, like any any matches at St James's Park, I don't um, I, I, I don't get to see as many as I'd like, but I. I remember where I was for the um, four all against uh, um, Arsenal when Arsenal. Um, when Czech, the late great Czech Tiote, uh scored uh, scored his, his screamer. Um, I was in my kitchen and I was in my kitchen for this one and I remember the exact part of the sideboard that I was looking at, going, "Well, I can't believe this <laughs> happened." And so it really takes me back to a very particular part of your sideboard. And I'm life. sure a lot. Of, well, I'm sure a lot of people out there will have the same experience. Have you got a part of your house or a part of the world that you were watching a really, a really important or just a silly match that you were just like, you just remember a very specific part of, of, of the world you were looking at at that moment. Mm. And it's this piece of sideboard in between the sink and the microwave. It's funny you say that because I remember the exact chair I was sat on, which had the two back legs missing. Uh, and I was sort of <laughs> That's naturally, not naturally leaning yeah. back. Yeah, it's sort of an extra. Yeah, okay, right. Um, right. And I, I, I think I don't think I had Sky at the time, so I was watching it unfold on on the internet, mm. just knowing exactly what was going to happen, and then it did. <laughs> Marcus, is it true that um, is it true that Louis Van Gaal gave an interview recently saying that um, his his illustrious and magnificent Manchester United team beat Bournemouth three one on the final day to finish fifth, and nothing yeah. was mentioned about it, and it's an absolute disgrace and that he deserves big applause. Yeah, he also said it was the greatest achievement of his career. Yeah, he, <laughs> he could never understand why nobody goes on about Manchester United out-muscling Southampton under Ronald Koeman to a fifth-place finish in the Premier League. That season. <laughs> but, yeah. So we're going to honour that now. So, that, so they, they did do that. But Southampton finished six under big Ronnie K. Uh, yeah. uh, before we move on, by the way, 2-1 down to Newcastle United. Mitrovic gets sent off and they can see three more goals. <laughs> <laughs> I know, crazy. Isn't it? Oh dear! weren't they weren't they assured of third? I think mean, they wasn't it wasn't didn't that make sure didn't that make them finish third rather than second as well? Spurs, yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't didn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. Uh, uh, staying on the south coast, as we mentioned, Southampton, Plymouth beat Pompey in the League Two playoff semi final. Uh, so, and they'd go on to lose to AFC Wimbledon. Yeah, that was particularly. And I watched that on TV. Absolutely, yeah. it's just the, the, that was so frustrating because I was. And I don't care if this makes me sound like uh, a kind of spoilt fan. I'm not spoilt. I support Portsmouth. Yeah. Um, but I was fed up in League Two by then. That really brought back a bad memory for me. I was like, when are we going to get out of this bastard division? Because it's pissing me off. Look, you could still... Pompey are still on for promotion to the Championship this season. I mean, reversing all the way up the Pompey Highway. My I know. Goodness. And it's worth pointing out, by the way, that the following season when Portsmouth got promoted by winning the league in League Two, they were only top for 20 minutes all season. And it was the last 20 yeah. minutes of the season. Yeah, that's mm. right. And that was... A, Newcastle and Portsmouth both won their leagues that year. I mean, get in there, the, Donny. The football football yes. ramble, and and I think Arsenal won the league that year as well. Um, so you know, football ramble. I've never had. It so <laughs> um, but speaking of uh, exciting league finishes, uh, there was some lovely. In fact, this is actually more uh, turning our attention to more goal scoring um, mm. exploits in in uh, around Europe uh, that season. Uh, La Liga finished with Barcelona on ninety one points, Real Madrid on ninety, Atletico on eighty eight. So a really tight title race there. Luis Suarez was top scorer. In the league with forty goals in the league yeah. alone that season, yeah, absolutely incredible. And in Italy, Gonzalo Higuain broke the Serie A single season scoring record with a hat trick on the last day, taking him to to thirty six, which is which had been held for decades, which is incredible. And Ibrahimovic scored two goals in his last match for PSG, um, and he took the the record for most goals scored in a season for the club with thirty eight goals. The previous record holder being uh, Barry. Da- uh, Barry Davis, uh, Larry David, look like <laughs> Carlos Bianchi. Uh, always um, got Barry Davis uh, on the mind. Doesn't doesn't look dissimilar to Barry Davis, I suppose. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's incredible yeah. though. That, that goal scoring records. There. Oh yeah, but I think I think it's where it bears further investigation, really, because because he's come along in the same era as Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, and of course he yeah. played, you know, 
he's played second field to Lionel Messi for a number of different reasons at Barcelona. If you look at Luis Suarez's goal scoring and assist record across his career, it is absolutely Phenomenal. unreal. Yeah. He's played, I think, 599 games in total. He scored 399 goals and registered yeah. 230 assists. Yeah. Oh, he's, I would like phenomenal. to know where the t- where the Liverpool t-shirts ended up. Remember those? No, oh, don't bring that back. <laughs> Just because oh, it's time yeah. tunnel doesn't mean we've got to go visit the dark parts. <laughs> so yeah, typically right. Donaldson, that. I just wonder yeah. where they. I just wonder where, where whether any of the Liverpool players still have them, and, and whether they've been disposed of. That's all I'm I've saying. Got one guys. word for you: eBay, the People's yeah. Club. What? <laughs> Well, to be fair, I mean, you know, it was good to see them taking the knee. A lot of other Premier League clubs as well recently. So, that's, mm. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're sorry. Uh, and if they got there in the end, yeah, and to finish yeah. this time tunnel, um, we were on this episode. We were still waiting for the England squad to be announced ahead of uh, Euro 2016. Oh, too painful! Oh, too painful! No. <laughs> oh no! And now it's time for the masked winger. Who's under there, under the mask? Let's see if we can figure it out. Who's under there, under the mask? Let's see if we can figure it out. It's the Masked Winger. It is time for the masked winger. Oh, actually, thinking about it, I really should mention that I have made a little Instagram filter um, regarding the masked winger. You can become the masked winger. Uh, Check out uh, the Football Ramble uh, Instagram uh, on the filters page. You can um, basically wear a box on your head like what I do when I'm the masked winger. Um, So, yeah, enjoy that. You can also, you can also. I've also created one uh, where you can pretend to be Kevin Keegan uh, in his uh, impassioned uh, "I would lose it." And one that dropped today was uh, uh, a randomizer. Uh, you can uh, become um, one of the very uh, many uh, underwhelming Newcastle United signings from the, yeah. the, from the, from the <laughs> likes of uh, Albert Luque and and whoever you fancy, Marcelino. Nile Ranger, <laughs> not, he was good. He was good, <laughs> but uh, yeah, check it out on our uh, uh, Instagram page and delight your friends. Uh, it's time for Mass Winger, and I've got a mystery footballer. I'm going to tell you about. We've got uh, an update on uh, the scores. If that's all right with you, Peter H has got in touch. Thank you very much, uh, Peter. Uh, Ramble Ho, haven't had one of them for a while. I'm sticking it in there. Before I get to my Mass Winger questions, we're not using your Mass Winger questions, Peter. I'm going for someone else if you don't mind. But here is your uh, message anyway. I wanted to update you all on the current status. I've been keeping track all season, which uh, I have sent via Twitter on a few occasions, and we are currently in the midst of an amazing run from Luke. Yes, we have noticed that, uh, Peter. He has five of the last six, staging a remarkable comeback to only trail Marcus by one. It's Marcus 12, Luke 11, Jim 6, and then the listeners have nine. Thanks again for the shows during these odd times. Uh, Peterson Hands, uh, Melbourne in Australia. Thank you very much for the update and thank you very much for your spreadsheet work. It is appreciated. Sorry, Pete, I just got to jump in and say some corners of the internet are accusing me of cheating and uh, yep. I wondered if you guys wanted to rally around and support me. The true crime podcast will be coming. <laughs> I'd like to jump in immediately and say, you're a blonde fraud. <laughs> and I'm very surprised Fair. that Jim, with his with his score of six, Jim normally cleaned up in this game, but you mm. you, you change the name of the game and he can't keep up. Yeah, that yeah. seems to be the way. Pete, was that man called Peterson Hands? <laughs> he was, yes, yes, Peterson Hands. Hands. It's a great name. That's amazing. As in Hands. You sure it wasn't Hans Peterson? <laughs> no, it really isn't. But okay. yeah, I'm just enjoying the, the, the second name Hans is always good. It is always appreciated to hear from a Hans. Um, yeah. Tom has come up with these uh, clues. Uh, here's the first one. I was born on the Iberian island of Mallorca on the 15th of April, 1982. Marcus. Is Come it on. Danny? <laughs> it's not Danny. Stop. It's not Danny. Luke. Hello. Sergio Ramos. It's not, no. Jim. Diego Hello. Tristan. Not Diego Tristan. Wasn't Danny Portuguese? Yeah. It's two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I'll, 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 and I'll have both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have 16 caps for my national team, scoring a four goals. Luke, I have Marcus. Played... Oh, on, I think Luke, Luke let's go for Lukey first. Is it Alvaro Negredo? It's not. Marcus? Nice guess. I'll have another Danny. Danny Guiza. 
<laughs> no, no, Danny Guiza. I want to squeeze you. Um, I have played professionally in France, England, Greece, Turkey, Italy, and Slovenia. Well travelled. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, nice. At club level, I made a name for myself at Espanol, where I won one Copa del Rey and reached one UEFA Cup final. Marcus. Ivan de la Peña. Oh, Marcus. It's not. It's not. I'd be too old. Too old. Silly. Too old. I have 54 Premier League appearances, scoring a measly four goals. 54 Premier League appearances. Hmm. Jim. Six. Oh, Jim. Joaquin. It's not Joaquin. I made my Premier League debut on September 13th, 2008, in a 2-1 home win against Manchester United. I know that is not going to clear anything up here. Wow. This is a really good Mm. set of clues. It's really kind of complicated. It's enjoyable. I was sold to Olympiacos in June 2010 by a newly appointed and much-loved Liverpool manager, Roy Hodgson. Uh, Luke. Oh, Jim. Luke was first. Luke. Um, Oi, it... stop administering my quiz, Marcus. I'm the quiz <laughs> master here. Al- is it Alberto Aquilani? It's um... not. Oh, that nearly got me prepping with excitement, oh. and you'll find out why very, very soon. Uh, Jim. I was going to say um, Luis Alberto. Uh, not Luis, Luis Enrique. Um, it's not Luis Enrique. It's not going to be him, it's is it? Not. It's going to be Alberto no. someone. Might be. Um, <laughs> I was to yeah. return Jim. to the Premier League. Go on, Jim. This is your final clue. Albert Luque. This is now and ever. It's not Albert, Albert Luque. No, it's not Damn. Albert Luque, no. <laughs> Played for Liverpool. Um, oh, I was to return. I was to return to the Premier League for a last hurrah in 2014 to make 14 appearances for Watford. Marcus, Jim, you're still in the game on the final clue. No, I'm in the Luke's, game. Still, Luke's still in there. What did I say? Jim's Luke had a and, guess. Uh, Luke and Marcus, Marcus. Sorry, Luke and Marcus. Oh, I think I know this one as well. Marcus, can you administer this quiz, please? Yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> can't. I can picture him. I can't think of his bloody name. Liverpool. Oh. Yeah, a two-one home I know. run against Pete... Manchester United. That was <laughs> France, England, Greece, Turkey, Italy, and Slovenia. Watford. I think he's a fullback, and I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, so annoying. Give us another clue, Pete. Remember the name you nearly got earlier on. I'm giving you yeah, clues so left, right, centre here. Oh, Luke. Go, on, Luke. Albert, Alberto Moreno. Yeah. No, it's yeah, not Alberto sorry. Moreno. Oh, Albert Brown. Yeah. Marcus. Marcus, have you got one it's... final? Marcus. Bit in the tank. It's Alberto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody get that. Did you Thank hear? you, Tom, for you. Thank you, Tom. Oh, the line went down, did it, Marcus? The answer is Albert Riera. Riera. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, Tom, 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 That's Tom. Thank you very much for those clothes. Big. Big. He had a surprising well. amount of appearances in the Premier League. Yeah, he's a wide player. Well done, everyone. I remember him well. Well Gutting. done, everyone. That's great work from uh, Tom. Oh. Really tricky one. I'm glad that Luke didn't manage to level up the scores of Marcus. Uh, so am I. And God knows what's happening next week. So let's figure it out when we come to it, shall we? Uh, that has been the Mask Winger. Uh, if you do want to uh, submit clues for any of our mystery uh, football games, it's glold, G-L-O-L-D, at footballrambledaily.com. If you're a recent uh, convert to Football Ramble Daily, um, don't ask why it's called Claude. Shut up, yeah? <laughs> 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 oh, dear. No, that is a shame, but uh, still top of the league. Tomorrow on uh, Greatest <laughs> Games, Jonathan Wilson and I have comedian Mark Watson on the pod talking us through Scotland nil, England 2 at Euro 96. 24 years nice. ago, Ooh. nearly to the day, Gaza, McAllister, Shearer, Hendry Adams, Craigie Brun, Terry Venables. Come on, get involved, everybody. I rewatched watched that game the other week and it's um, yeah. really good. I really enjoyed it. Our oh, beauty. Jamie Redknapp coming on, changing the game. Oh, he's a lovely little changer. Right. Uh, oh, and ladies and gentlemen, before we go, keep your eyes and ears peeled next week too as we welcome back the return of the Premier League with some exciting new shows for you. So get stuck in, keep it ramble, keep it sexy. We're with you. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be with you all the way through the new uh, Premier League. What a call to League. arms. Yeah, indeed, yeah. I was going to say the new Premier League, as I was calling it. Project Restart. <laughs> Project Restart. Yeah. That's uh, We're going to be with you every step of the way. Um, but thank you very much for listening to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Adios. Say goodbye, PED. It's a Premier League rebadge, you fool. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me.
This was a Stakhanov production.